Welcome to the City Hill Podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. Today, we're starting off a new series. This series isn't going to be like a series that we traditionally do, where we kind of have an idea and we work and develop as we go along. We're just going to have unique expressions each week. We've done this kind of a series a couple of times. Normally we do it around about the summertime where we kind of pick a song and it's like a secular song and we unpack some biblical truths from it. So it's a bit of fun. So what we're going to do first for today is we're going to, the order of the way I'm going to do this, which isn't how I normally have done this, is we're going to listen to the song. While you listen to the song, I want you to do a bit of a Bible hunt. I want you, either on your Google, on your Bible app, whatever, I want you to be finding out what verses, as you're listening to those lyrics, start jumping out to you. The reason for that is, is you may have heard something in the song that's way better than what I'm going to share anyway. So I thought, let's also get a feel for the different things people get out of this. There might be some really unique things. Then what we'll do, we'll feedback, and then to conclude, I'll share why this song spoke to me and why I love it so much and what I felt God was saying to me through it. So, DJ... Honda replay, Trina. <laughs> yeah, go on, go on, go on. I don't really know what the song's about because, like, when you read the lyric, it looks like it's a relationship. But when it says I'll swap places with you, yeah. it sounds like the person died. So, like, so when it says, like, um, come on, angel, come on, darling, and it talks, then it goes to the, the chorus saying, like, I'll make a deal with God and we can swap places. It's like, is the person an angel? And you're like, I wish I was there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a bit mad still, so I don't really know. That's how I, that's how I took it. That's cool, I like that. I'd never seen that bit. I hadn't thought about the old angel bit at the end. Like, it's almost a progression in it that that person has now passed and now yeah. seen him that way. That's pretty cool. Anyone else got any other things they want to share? Uh, so I just focused on the running bit. Running? Yeah, go, go, go. Running up the hill. Um, Habakkuk 319. Oh, jeez. Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Cook. It says, um, <laughs> The Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like Heinz's feet and he will make me to walk upon higher places. Oi, stop it, that's actually really cool. I love that as well. Yeah. That's good. Oh, here we go. I, I ain't got scripture like gems and that. <laughs> but, but when it says running up the hill, yeah. um, it reminded me of the transfiguration. Oh, okay. Because he walked up the hill, transfiguration and that. But also Elijah, when he was surrounded by the armies and his servant was like, yeah. can you see? But it was like, look at the hip, open his eyes to see like yeah, all yeah. surrounding us and that. And also um, in Psalms, when it talks about, we lift up our eyes to the hills, where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord. Yeah. Um, and also in the, in the song where it says, a deal with God. Yeah. It reminded me of the original covenant that yeah. the Israelites flocked. Uh, <laughs> <one they> <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. I love that. That's brilliant. Anyway, yeah. Go on, go on. Um, I think because praise was telling me that um, it's in Stranger Things. It is, yeah. Yeah. So um, I think when I was listening to it, it made me think of like I guess in terms of like people's like theologies and yeah. just in terms of how people see the wrath of God. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, things are gonna happen. Bad things are gonna happen. Yeah. I love someone. If it's possible that this like <coughs> light, lightning is gonna come, if yeah. I could just push that person out of the way yeah. and I could take it, because yeah. it's that uh, that idea of God that like, ah, oh, like bad things are gonna happen. Yeah. Let's swap places, because you know. Yeah. 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 No, that's cool. Love that. Anyone else got anything else you want to feedback or share? Mine's was just 
Yeah, yeah, go Calvary, just he was swapping places for us up on the cross. Yeah, Trina, Trina, I love that. Yeah, Trina, yeah, yeah. She's got it, she's got it. Yeah, so there's a few things I want to share with us today. The first thing is, I've been doing a little Bible study through Malachi, and uh, the beginning two verses are really interesting. It just starts off with God kind of saying, I have loved you. Just making a statement, I have loved you. And then the people say, God says that the people are saying, how have you loved us? And I want to start there because actually, you see, when you believe you're loved by God, you trust him. When you don't believe you're loved by God, God and you don't believe the love is there, it causes a problem with the trust. And kind of in this story, like we're saying, is it's like, I want to swap places with God. So it's kind of, want to, I want to make a deal with God. I want to swap places with him. And I guess in society, I don't know if you ever a kids growing up and you and your friends ever had that conversation about this exact idea of swapping place with God. Me and my friends did. And it was like, yeah, well, if I was God, I would run things this way. If I was God, I would do this thing. I would do that thing. And as soon as you get there, that's because you don't believe God loves you. If you believe God loves you, you don't have a desire to swap places. You are in complete trust that he will do what's right, that he will take care of you. And the rest of the book of Malachi is God kind of unpacking how he loves them, but then highlighting what the real problems are in their society and the things that are getting in the way. Now, in this song, the psalmist Kate Bush says, if only I could, I'd make a deal with God and I'd get him to swap our places, which is so crazy because just like Trina has just said, that's actually what the gospel plan is. The gospel plan is that's exactly what Jesus does on the cross. God becomes flesh and blood. In Hebrews 2.17, it says, He became like us in every way to be propitiation for the sins of the people, that he would take all our sins upon him. He who knew no sin became sin itself. Kate Bush had the idea that she liked to swap places, but God actually had the original idea of swapping places, that he would become flesh and blood, he'd become one of us, and he would die on the cross for our sins. And then what she says is she says that if this happened and she swapped places, she gives a picture of what she'd do. She'd be running up that road, running up that hill, running up that building with no problems, with no challenges. Now, here's the Stranger Things fan in me. I mean, I'm not recommending necessarily to watch it. I mean, the last series, I think, terrorized me a little bit. Uh, it started off with some scary things in the earlier series, but season four had some moments where I was like, Aah! like that really, I found a bit of a problem. Jody just walked through it like it was nothing, but... Not, not the wuss in me, I struggled. But I want to take an idea from it. So what happens is you have these two different dimensions and you have the same world in both of them. And you have one in this dark upside down world and one in this light world where everyone lives. I want to pick the three things that she talked about doing and I want to look at them between the two universes. I want to look on one where it says running up that road and how Jesus was running up that road with Simon of Cyrene ended up carrying his cross, taking him all the way to that hill, to Golgotha, the place of the skull. And on that hill, he was, he'd been tortured, he'd been beaten, he'd been scoffed at, he'd been mocked. And on that hill, he who was mar marred more than any man to the point where he wasn't even resembling the person that they originally knew, died on a cross and gave his life. And as he gave his life, because they couldn't take it from him, he said, no man takes my life from, it is mine to give. He breathes his last, and the sky goes black and the temple veil is torn in two. But then I want to flip, not to like the dark side, not on a Star Wars thing. 
I want to flip across from our world, because I'm going to say our world is the dark side. And I'm going to say on the opposite side, there is the promise of what God does and mirrors through that. I want to say that Jesus has carried the cross for us. He's gone on the cross and carried our sins. And now he calls us to take up our cross, deny ourselves and to follow him. And that the mirror image is that he wants to lead us in his footsteps. He wants us to be a part of that reconciliation for others around us. That this week we've got wonderful opportunities in our families, in our friendships, in our workplaces, with the people we meet to help them in the same way that Jesus helps us. And then I want to say that at the hill where he encounters death, we find eternal life. We find a gift that cannot fade. Bitcoin can crash. This is eternal. No one can touch it. No government can interfere with it. No war can break out. No situation can take place that can reduce or take anything from the gift he gives you. It is truly eternal. And then how is it finished? So we've got running up the road. We've got running up that hill, finding life, and then running up that building. The temple veil was torn in two. The Holy Spirit could come live within, could fill us, that he could start a work of sanctification within us. And that leads to, on the opposite side, a new Jerusalem, a new heaven, a new earth. It leads to the fulfillment of his kingdom, his church, and his people. And that I believe that this week, I want to encourage you, like whatever your jam, whatever your song is, I want, you, I want to encourage you to add that track to your playlist. And I want you to remember this week, I want you to remember what he has done, that one day, whatever present suffering you're in, whatever present situation you're in, there is an upside down world, but it isn't the way you think it is. And it isn't the way that Stranger Things portrays it. It is all things perfect. Behold, he is making all things new. He will wipe away every tear from their eye. There'll be no more pain, no more sickness, no more death. All these things will pass away. There is an upside down world. It's very upside down because we can't comprehend a place without crying and without tears. That's probably one of my favorite verses in the Bible in Revelation 21, because it says he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And we take that being very romantic and beautiful. But actually in the Greek, it says he will obliterate tears from their eyes. It's more like Arnold Schwarzenegger going, I will obliterate tears from their eyes. That's how it reads in Revelation. They won't be able to cry anymore because he will meet you and fulfill you so deeply these things will be unfathomable. That is the eternal gift he is giving us. Bitcoin can crash. Gold can crash. Money can crash. War can come to Europe at any moment when it seemed inconceivable. But this is the upside down world where tears are inconceivable. Sickness is inconceivable. And he is continually making and sustaining all things as new. And all of that was made possible because actually God did make a deal. And he did swap places with us. And that is the gift that he gives us in his son in Christ Jesus. I'm going to pray for us today. Father God, this is an unbelievable gift that you give us. And even though, Father, we may have made decisions for you and surrendered our lives to you and we worship you and we love you and the fact that we get up on a Sunday and come here because we want to meet with you and encounter you together as a family and as a group. Father, We've always believed you've done something significant in our life, but Paul described it as the unfathomable riches that we have in Christ Jesus. Father, there are these moments where we just fail to grasp the goodness and the wonder and the greatness of the gift you've given us. Father God, I pray this week that as we have our time before work or on our way commuting or away doing whatever, 
that this song will be a song that will continue to speak to us. And just like we collaborated today, each one sharing our own ideas, sharing the thing that God was saying to us or the thing that came to mind. Father, I pray, Lord God, this song will continue to speak to us and that each one of us in our own way will explore more and more the unfathomable riches you have for us, that they'll become more and more real to us to the point where we want to share these gifts that you give with others around us. In Jesus' name, amen. We really hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. We are the light. We are the light.